Well, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of WA This Week. And, and some meaty topics this week. Look, no more so than the cost of living. Uh, this is a crisis that is affecting, I think, pretty well every Western Australian household. Um, massive inflation. Western Australia is the uh, inflation capital of Australia. Uh, so prices have riven, uh, risen faster here uh, than anywhere else. And that was pointed out by uh, now Prime Minister Albanese during the election campaign, where he described Western Australia as the epicentre of the cost, uh, cost of living crisis. And I think the disappointing thing that I see is the lack of empathy and the lack of focus of our state government on helping households deal with that. Now, you know, and, and to contextualise what the state government does with their money, this week we heard that the state government have gone and uh, made a uh, more than a $6 million settlement with Huawei. Uh, now, some of you may recall, going back a few years, uh, the state government had entered into a contract with Huawei um, to establish communication systems, electronic communication systems uh, on the rail network. Now, they were warned at the time that dealing with Huawei, uh, a state-run uh, company from China, uh, that that would uh, pose real security risks uh, and a real threat, and that likely, um, you know, because of those considerations, that contract wouldn't be able to go ahead. Despite that, the state government continued. Uh, Rita Safiotti, the Honourable Rita Safiotti, the Minister for Transport, despite the fact of us raising concerns in Parliament, but also uh, uh, journalists uh, and also advice that she had to her own department, saying that there was a massive risk in doing this, went ahead with it, uh, has now um, had to pay out that compensation. But more than that, now the cost for the replacement system is more than $100 million higher. So just imagine what that money could do for your household um, and for especially people who uh, you know, have greater need, homeless people and the like. Imagine what that money could do to help solve or at least help alleviate that cost of living crisis. This is utter mis mismanagement by uh, that minister. And, and the minister just shrugs it off. And this is something we see in Parliament. I've mentioned this a few times. You know, I, I think I need an arrogance barometer uh, because the arrogance of the government is going off the scale. Um, you know, the government have, have a massive surplus and we recognise that over time you need prudent management and you can't necessarily commit to ongoing uh, subsidies, for example, over a long period of time. But you can give households one-off relief. The government's got over $5.7 billion surplus this year, uh, an accumulated surplus of many times that. Uh, and they could have used that money this year to freeze all household fees and charges. Instead, what did we see? Massive household fees and charges. And then they played this little trick of saying, oh, we're going to give you a $400 rebate on your electricity charges this year. Now, you know, interestingly, that was done just before the federal election. It was very clear to us that that was an inducement for people to vote for Labor um, before the federal election. Um, and meanwhile, they've increased the underlying fees of charges. So yes, you'll get that rebate, but now the charges are going up 2.5% and, and they'll continue to go up year on year afterwards. So, you know, this government is not giving the, 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 the relief. And, and I did mention homeless people before. You know, if you're not living in a home, you don't get the $400 rebate. It doesn't help you one little bit. And, 
you know, I've mentioned this a few times, but there are still around a thousand people who are sleeping rough in the greater metropolitan Perth every night. Now, you know how rotten the weather's been lately and how cold it's been. And you've got people out there, um, you know, who are really doing it tough. And this government is really doing nothing effective to change that situation. They talk about allocating dollars, but they're not actually doing things that are making a change. Um, you know, given the issues that we face in the state, fascinating um, that we see ministers heading off uh, and uh, it's pretty clear their summer vacations to the Northern Hemisphere. They're not seriously doing work to help our state of Western Australia. Uh, Premier Cook, and uh, or the Premier, and uh, the Deputy Premier, Roger Cook, uh, heading off to Europe. Uh, they say they're gonna get workers. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have considered that to be the, uh, you know, Italy and places to be a likely place where we're gonna get a large number of workers, but, uh, heading off, we've got Minister Dawson. Now, he's the Minister for Emergency Services. Now, Western Australia still is in a declared state of emergency. And here we have the Minister for Emergency Services um, heading off. In fact, he's over in the United States going around the place. Now, I'm not against ministers um, travelling away, but, you know, we've got two weeks, we had two weeks of Parliament before the, uh, what's called the winter break, where we have a five-week break of Parliament. And yet, Roger Cook, the Deputy Premier, away for the two, those two weeks. The Premier this week, with the Parliament sits for three days in the week, Premier away for two days. So two of the three days of parliamentary sitting, both the Premier and the Deputy Premier, and can I say a raft of other senior ministers, not in Parliament. Now, I talked about arrogance before, but you know this is contempt. This is contempt for the people of Western Australia and contempt for our parliament, that they're not there. You know, and if the Premier's not there, then the Deputy Premier is there and, and vice versa. And, uh, you know, instead they just believe they're ascendant in parliament, they've got complete control of the numbers, so they don't care. They don't care about being in parliament to be held account. They don't care about being in parliament to explain to the people of Western Australia what they're doing about cost of living, the hospital crisis, homelessness. Uh, and the housing crisis, um, but you know they're flitting off around Europe. I don't think we're going to see anything productive come out of uh, those trips. Now the Premier talks about getting more workers into the state of Western Australia. It is effectively true that there's nowhere for people coming into the state to live and certainly nowhere for them to rent. Uh, rent prices in Western Australia have gone through the roof. You know, the Premier made this, had this glib statement last week, oh, Western Australia is a great place to be because relatively our housing cost is low compared to Sydney and Melbourne. You know, and that's true. Uh, housing costs here are relatively lower than Sydney and Melbourne. However, there are no houses for people to buy. It's, it's, a, it's a ludicrous situation. So we've got a situation of the Premier saying they're going to bring workers into the state. If you tried to bring 10,000 workers into the state, there would be nowhere for most of them to stay. Now, this is a problem the government has not faced up to and they're not doing enough to deal with. Um, and it really makes a joke of their justification for going away. They should be staying here, I will say. Let's, let's see the plan from the government. Not, don't announce dollars. Dollars are meaningless. What are the detailed plans of the, of the housing that they're going to create and when? You know, the state Labor government still, in, in terms of social housing, 
they still haven't replaced the 1,300 social houses they sold when they came into government. They still haven't even replaced those at this stage, so they're still behind. Um, you know, this is uh, poor performance on the part of the government. And as I say, you, you see this arrogant, contemptuous behaviour um, towards Parliament by the Premier and his ministers. Um, but that's also to the public of Western Australia as well. We heard this week the announcement that the Collie coal plants are going to, or the last of the Collie coal fired uh, power stations in Collie are going to close uh, by 2029. So um, uh, two tranches of closes in 2027 and 2029. Now, um, you'll know anyone who's followed um, uh, what I've spoken about in relation to energy for some time would know that you know, I've believed that the colleague-fired uh, power stations are becoming expensive and inevitably they would have to shut down uh, because in Western Australia, unlike the East Coast, in Western Australia the coal-fired power plants are a, are a smaller part of our power network. On the East Coast, uh, coal provides about 60% of the energy, but on the West Coast it's a much smaller percentage. Uh, so I don't, uh, I don't blame the government for having a plan around this, but but were at least a proposal around this. But what I do criticise them for is not giving us the details of how they're going to achieve it. I mean, whilst those coal-fired power plants are a smaller part of our power supply, they're still a critical part of our power supply. Now, by 2029, um, if they shut down those plants, then there's going to be a 700 megawatt gap between uh, uh, what you would call baseload or at least uh, non-renewable energy supply uh, and that which is available. Now that's a large gap. Now the government says, oh, we're going to do it with hydrogen and we're going to replace it with batteries. But that is complex and we need to see the detail of what the government proposed. Again, they've come out and said, we've got a plan. Well, go and read the minister's press release. The plan is just an announcement of we've allocated dollars. That's no plan. What are they going to build? Where are they going to build it? How much is it going to cost? When are they going to deliver it? Because at the moment, from what we can see, it's pie in the sky. Now, this is new ground um, in, in the world, really, you know, to go down this path. Western Australia is the best place in the world for renewable energy. Um, but providing that stable power, sometimes there's no wind and no sun. You can have night time and you can have large parts of the state uh, that, that where there will be no renewable energy available for, a, say, an eight-hour period or even longer. Uh, and that means that you need uh, stable backup power um, to cover that gap. Now, the government have said they're not going to build more, more gas-fired power stations. That means these other newer forms of storage, such as batteries uh, and hydrogen, have to replace it. This is not trivial, uh, and we want to see the detail. You know, this government have got a, or the Labor Party have a bad history here. In going back to 2005, the Gallup government promised they, they disaggregated the power network, so they broke up Western Power. They promised the public of Western Australia that that was going to reduce power costs across the state by 8%. What happened? As soon as they did that, uh, the Labor government of the day came out and said, oh, hang on, no, massive increases in power. We're going to have to increase the cost of electricity by 10% uh, for 10 years, 100% increase. You know, that's why we want to see the detail now. We don't trust the Labor Party. Very good at announcements. They're very good at all getting out with their fluoro vests on and their hard hats. 
Uh, however, what they are is appalling on delivery. And I'll take you back to Metronet. $3 billion project um, is now up around $10 billion. And after five years, their signature project, not a single passenger has travelled on the new Metronet trains. So, you know, five years and they've delivered nothing and it looks like we're still some way out uh, from seeing that. If that happened in the case of these uh, alternative power systems that they're implementing, that would be a disaster for the state of Western Australia. And of course, what they've announced is doing nothing uh, to deal with the problem of terrible reliability of power, particularly in regional areas. But uh, look, that's probably a topic for another podcast where we can go into a little detail about that. But look, thanks very much for, um, for listening. Please make sure um, uh, if you find this helpful, um, share it. Um, and uh, you can get this as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Stitcher. Um, you can get the video on Facebook at uh, you look up Dr. David Honey. And uh, otherwise, give us your feedback. I always say it because we really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps us. And otherwise, share this with your friends so we get the message out. Thank you very much.